Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever disinclined Louis Fox. That's right. I've been dissing on Kevin Klein for years. <laughs> not a not a Monty Python guy. Kevin Kevin Klein. Oh is no, not no, a, Kevin Klein's the an, act, an actor, right? Yes, and so are the guys in Monty Python. They are oh. also actors. <laughs> Who's Kevin Klein? Then? He's the guy in a fish called Wanda. Oh yeah, yeah I think that's a... the only thing I know he, that he's in. Not a fan of that movie. Oh, not you're not? Fan. I'm anti-fish and 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 Kevin Klein. <laughs> Maybe John Cleese is in that. I don't know. John Cleese is the the Monty Python guy. Yes, correct. Okay, okay. Are you a Monty? Did you grow up as a Monty Python guy? No, no. Were you? I didn't grow up with as a Monty Python guy. I didn't grow up like I grew up sports like across the board. That's mm-hmm. all my and Star Trek and X Files. That's all uh, I watched. Old Star Trek, X Files, and sports was the only <laughs> thing at my house. We weren't allowed to have. We didn't have cable until my parents didn't get cable until I was out of the house. <laughs> now that these impressionable youths are out, let's get yeah. the Playboy Channel. We couldn't. I like MTV. They they like. They thought MTV was like the Antichrist of it when growing up. It kind of but, is. Like, have you seen the garbage that's on it right now? Well, yeah, but that was back when mu- it was just music videos. That's how crazy they <laughs> they were about it. But yeah, I didn't grow up with Monty Python, and I didn't. I watched it later as an adult, and it was it's amazing. Uh see, I think part of it was me. I'm rebelling against it. Oh, you, have you not seen any Monty Python before? Well, no, my stepdad was way into it and, like, forced us to watch it when we were, like, six. And we're like, what the hell is this? I just want to see Cookie Monster. So, wait, you watched it as a six-year-old, and now when you see it, it brings back memories of you you being denied <laughs> seeing Sesame Street? Yes. And you have equal anger about it now? My, stepdad, my ex-stepdad was like... Hey, come sit down and watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm like, shouldn't I be in school? <laughs> I don't think I should have this whiskey in my hand. <laughs> I'm seven. I shouldn't know if I prefer it on the rocks or straight up. No, I mean, all of those, they hold up, man. The Holy Grail holds up. The Life of Brian holds up. It's amazing. You should you should check it. You should do yourself a favor. You know, your wife is famous for going on these movie marathons where she'll <laughs> yeah. pick some random linking linking thing to each movie and she'll like she's like okay today i'm gonna watch movies where the main character starts first name starts with a l yeah last name starts with a z <laughs> all right larry zimmer yes yeah, so then she'll go down this wormhole it's crazy i think she doesn't have a job because how else does she get this stuff done <laughs> Well, if she didn't, your lights at your house, we would not be recording this right now. There would be no electricity. I think she won the lottery in 1999 and just pretends to have a job. She's like, I like to live like common folk. (laughs) All right, Louie, let's get some stories. Let's do it. A 
And now it's time for some weird news. This story comes from mirror.co.uk. That's a new source more reliable than trying to get the previous owner of my condo to pay it forward with the mortgage. Yeah, what's up with that? Where is that pay it forward scheme? I know. How come it's always, <laughs> well, we'll get to the story in a second, but it's always for something for a couple bucks. It's never like, oh yeah, I'm going to pay it forward your car payments. Yeah. Well, you know, there was uh, there was that one guy who like paid for all of the student debt of like the graduating class of like a university. That's oh, kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Is that really paying it for? That's paying it backwards. That's debt already. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Actually. <laughs> all right. So this is a pretty short story, but uh, it's kind of cool. Starbucks barista says pay it forward chain is actually extremely annoying. Yes. Do you ever like I've never been the recipient of this before. Um, I, I'm aware of this happening, but the people who do it, do you ever look in your mirror? Like the, they, I guess they tell you like, Hey, the per car in front of you paid for years. And then you look in the mirror, you look at the car behind you, you go, those guys look like dicks. Assholes. <laughs> no. Nope. Or, you, or, you're, you, or you're like, that's a van of like 30 people. No way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So one of two of your drinks of two of the nine drinks are paid for. See, that's the thing is it gets a little complicated. I think that's what the person is trying to say. Well, if I'm you're... vegan. So anything that has soy in it, I will get. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you're a regular Starbucks customer, you'll be familiar with the coffee shops chains, pay it forward scheme, which involves paying for the drinks of the person behind you in the queue. I prefer to call it a uh, upside down pyramid scheme. Yeah, right. It's, On the it's some crazy multi-level marketing. You, <laughs> not only did you buy my coffee, I'm now double diamond and Amway. On the face of it, it's a really lovely gesture and is, of course, designed to function as a small act of kindness, which could make a person's day. However, it turns out that the scheme isn't all that popular when it comes to staff working in the store, according to a former barista anyway. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you want to make someone's day, like buy a homeless guy a cup, a cup of coffee, don't like, I mean, if they're in line at the Starbucks, you're doing all right. You're not. Yeah. And that's why we both, I think, sort of made that comment before we started recording is that we, you know, why are you paying for a $7 coffee drink for the next person who's coming in who already can afford a $7 coffee drink because they're coming to the store. Exactly. Like, why wouldn't you just tip the barista who probably can't afford their own, co their own coffee or go <laughs> give money to a guy on the street, right? It's like, it's kind of silly. Like, why are you giving more money to people who have money, obviously? It's all these one percenters. It's all the fat cats with their <laughs> smoking their cigars lit by $100 bills, buying coffee for the people <laughs> behind them. It, right? It's like the guy at the, the stand. He's like, all right, I want to do the pay it forward. Can you go wash the car of the next customer? <laughs> <laughs> Can you change their oil? <laughs> All right, I'd like to pay for the next 33 customers, but only if they want a vanilla non-fat frappuccino. Yeah, like I will buy the next <laughs> just a shot of espresso. If anyone orders a dry shot of espresso, <laughs> I will buy it. If no one does, I'm coming back tomorrow and getting my $8. Damn straight. Uh, so Hannah Wilson, who worked for the giant company for nearly seven years, says the pay it forward chain is actually extremely annoying for people who are working. And then this is the end of the article is the, the tweet by this woman, Hannah Wilson. It was 19 hours ago, just in case anyone's wondering. I just wanted to That's say how fresh your news is. Now, now this is the month late Patreon episode, but the news in it, boom, fresh. spot on. I just wanted to say publicly as a former Starbucks barista of nearly seven years since the current employees can't say it. 
pay it forward is extremely annoying and makes everything confusing. It makes it easy to hand out the wrong drinks and just sucks. Instead of paying for the people behind you who can probably afford their own stuff since they're in line intending to pay, tip the people making your drinks who have been working understaffed for months. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk is what Hannah Wilson said. I like Hannah Wilson's a whistleblower. She's getting whistleblower protection from the government. Right? (laughs) Trump's all like, we got to clamp down on her. (laughs) We need her name. What's her name? (laughs) She's going up against big coffee. Uh, You know what? What I am realizing now, I'm going to go hang out at a Starbucks and sort of just check in with the check in with the cashier and be like, did anyone uh, pay it forward? Just for the next coffee drink? No? Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Now, her tweet was was retweeted, I guess, by Honest. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, what is that? What what kind of... It's an honest hoe. It's a Honest. I'm Honest. (laughs) It's the kind of hoe that will not take, go through your wallet after they drug you. So, yeah, what do you think about this, Louie? I mean, I think she's right that the paying it forward for the car behind you, which... The forward and behind mean you're just paying for yourself, I think. Uh, but it's kind of dopey in that I guess the intention's right. The execution's bad. It's yeah. a lazy man's way of like, look, I did something good today. Like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah. like I. so in my town, there's a homeless guy, Mitch. And like, I'll sit down and talk to him and be like, hey, you know, like, what do you need? And he's yeah. like, oh, I need socks. I'll go buy him some socks. Like, yeah. But that takes effort to do. Where yes. it's easy to go, oh, I'll just buy something for the car behind me that they can afford. Yeah, right. I I think what you should do is if you are the recipient of a pay it forward, you just pay for your coffee and then, you know, (laughs) say, you know what? That's stupid. You keep the money. Yeah. Or Or you just put your money in the tip jar. Yeah. Unless you're paying a credit card and then I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's just this is it's crazy. It's just not it to me. It's sort of obnoxious. It's like, do you do when you go home at the end of the day and you look yourself in the in the mirror, you're like, I did a good thing today. I changed the world. That guy behind me looks like he was going to swipe his card, declined. Yeah, right? It's so ridiculous. He was on the- uh, I don't know. I hate Starbucks in general. And so it's, uh, you know, this is just obnoxious. I was behind Steven Spielberg at a Starbucks once and he didn't pay for my coffee. What's up with that? <laughs> all right. I like it, but in a not liking way. Exactly. We like right. part of it, but not all of it. <laughs> Story part two. The story comes from SmithsonianMag.com. That's a news source more reliable than me outliving a Twinkie. Yeah, apparently, according to this story, Louis, you can. <laughs> Not with my lifestyle. <laughs> Scientists study Twinkie mummified by mold. <laughs> and hopefully it's cursed like King Tut as well. <laughs> Despite lore to the contrary and a bevy of chemical preservatives, the official shelf life of Hostess's golden cream-filled Twinkie is 45 days. What? I know. Right? that. What's crazy is it takes longer for a Twinkie to go bad than it would take for me to get a handgun while drunk. <laughs> I've had day-old pastries older than that. <laughs> I've had next day dry cleaning take longer than that. 
<laughs> but that hasn't stopped people from pushing the envelope. Two weeks ago, Colin Purrington took a bite out of an eight-year-old Twinkie he remembered stashing in his Pennsylvania basement. When there's no desserts in the house, you get desperate, Purrington tells Nell Grinfield Boyce of NPR. Purrington purchased the Twinkies in 2012 as an edible memento when Hostess declared bankruptcy and many feared the iconic American snack would disappear forever. I like how he's like, I'm so bored, I'm going to eat this old Twinkie. Remember when we drank the 50-year-old beer? Oh yeah, right? We weren't even bored. I well, was weird, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get to this later in the story. But so I think is there four Twinkies in a package or three? I think it's it's two or eight, I think. Oh, gotcha. So not all the Twinkies are the same in this package. And yet he still chose to eat one. <laughs> yeah, it's like Russian roulette with a Twinkie. <laughs> the Twinkie was old. Sure. But it looked perfectly fine. And he was just so bored with the pandemic. Purrington tells NPR it's terrible, but it just is mind numbing after a while. I was so bored with the pandemic. I said, hey, why have a little food poisoning? Come on. I'm going to start my own little pandemic in my gut right here. (laughs) But the Twinkies enduring good looks, it turned out, had deceived him. It tasted like an old sock, he told NPR. Not that I've ever eaten an old sock. Ah. Right? You know, it tasted like a hot dog that had been burned and then buried in a hole where alfalfa was grown. Not that I know what that would taste like. (laughs) It tasted like... (laughs) Suckling on a mummy's teat. (laughs) Things took a more scientifically interesting turn when Purrington took out the remaining three cakes inside the package. One looked similar to the one he had sampled, while another had a concerning brown circle the size of a quarter. But the third Twinkie had undergone some kind of transformation. And that transformation? Puberty. Right? The miniature cake's yellow spongy exterior had been replaced by a dull brown mass of hardened vermicular coils. Curiously, the Twinkie had also vacuum sealed itself inside its plastic wrapping with the film coating every nook and cranny like a second skin. I like how that said the Twinkie vacuum sealed itself, not the vacuum seal that it was originally put in. Yeah, right? But it's not vacuum. The regular Twinkie's not vacuum sealed. It has air inside of it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because if you did vacuum seal it, it's sponge. It would be tiny. A bit horrified, Purrington posted his find to Twitter, wondering whether what he was looking at was something a fungus or bacteria does, or if there was some abiotic chain reaction taking place. If you're detecting a scientific bent to this line of inquiry, it's because Purrington is a former biology professor. Yeah, currently food tester yeah he's a but he thought it was it was okay enough to eat an eight-year-old twinkie that he stashed in the basement <laughs> his current job he's a uh the the zagat uh guide guy who takes your restaurant's food <laughs> the photos also caught the attention of fungi researchers matthew kassan and brian lovett of western virginia university who have previously experimented with the de- decomposition of other sugar sugar-filled snacks to Kassan, the unappetizing Twinkie looked like a mummy finger, he tells Susie Nielsen of Business Insider. <laughs> because Business Insider's where I go to get my mummy comparisons. <laughs> you know you know who would know exactly what a mummy finger looks like? Susie of Business Insider. <laughs> Kassan and his colleagues arranged for Purrington to send the Twinkies to their lab. Were they, ex- ex- were they excised? Yeah where they excised core samples from the snack foods using a bone marrow biopsy tool per Business Insider. I think this is the most exciting drilling ever outside of Oak Island. (laughs) 
well, I'm never going to look at, I'm never going to donate bone marrow now. Have like, you seen this? They're like, we, we extracted your bone marrow and we filled it with Twinkie cream. <laughs> good, good news. You have cancer. <laughs> Better news. <laughs> you now have a cream filling. You have less than eight years to live, apparently. <laughs> the mycologists then placed the array of samples in lab dishes along with some nutrients that would promote their growth of whether fungi had colonized the Twinkies. Ooh. I like this. But we all know that people were there before. <laughs> all right. Anyways, once Twinkie contained a type of cladosporium, cladosporium is one of the most common airborne indoor molds worldwide, Kassan tells NPR, adding that they can't confirm the species until they conduct a DNA analysis. Wow. And they'll be like, you are the father. Right. <laughs> this has been wanted for murder of 10,000 <laughs> Americans in the last seven years. Did you know Hitler was this Twinkie's great, great grandfather? <laughs> Surprisingly, the samples taken from the mummified Twinkie didn't instantly sprout any horrifying fungi. According to Business Insider, the absence is likely because whether fungi were eating the Twinkie had long since died inside its packaging, perhaps running out of oxygen or food. Yeah, because there's no food in a Twinkie. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> right, the fungi died of diabetes. <laughs> Kassan tells Dan Avery of the Daily Mail that his lab intends to place the shriveled Twinkie under an electron microscope to examine it at 100 times magnification. The experiments may not end in any major discoveries, but Kassan tells the Daily Mail he's excited about the attention the story has gotten for science and the sometimes misunderstood misunderstood fungi of the world yeah i can't wait till the uh ag nobel prize has this guy winning and we report on it next year yeah so what, yeah what do you think about this louis i mean i think it's fun i think it's a waste of a lot of time when there's someone's murders not going to be solved because they're doing a dna yeah. analysis on a twinkie that's ahead yeah. of transfer dna on a knife yeah, right? I mean, it's like we're bringing in the Hubble telescope to look at a moldy <laughs> Twinkie when we could be looking for alien life, man. That's that's how we missed the first contact. They're like, hey, if you don't want us to blow you up, blink twice. <laughs> it is. And we'll post a picture of the Twinkie. It, essentially, I don't know what it looks like. It does look like a mum mummy finger or it looks like owl turd. Yeah, it looks like an owl pellet or like the underside of a giant mushroom, right? It has all those sort oh, of Oh, yeah. Like, you know, so it sort of looks weird. I would, but I would chop that up and put it in my ramen. <laughs> the Twinkie? I would do that also. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a Twinkie in years, but I didn't know that it was like there was the sort of assumption that it lived forever. Like it was the cockroaches of the food world. Oh, yeah. No, that was the big joke, but it was always uh, they had a short shelf life. Yeah. Oh, but that I thought that's what they said, that it lasted forever, so it wouldn't have a short shelf life. No, that was just the joke was they lasted forever because oh, all the preservatives in them. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So this guy stashed it for eight years, man. Like, that's crazy. Well, there was a time when Hostess was going out of business. They went bankrupt. Someone ended up buying them, and everyone was worried you wouldn't be able to get Twinkies anymore. So I remember Carrie Lynn and I had bought, like, a case of Twinkies and resold them for like 20 bucks a case on eBay. Dude, that's against the law, man. <laughs> Actually, the we... Department of Justice could come after you for that. <laughs> for reselling Twinkies without a permit. During a pandemic, you price gouging. Oh, no, we did it years ago oh. in like 2012. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, your pandemic price gouging is Twinkies. Could be toilet paper, could be bread. 
Twinkies. <laughs> this, this, you can get the buy the Twinkies and get the toilet paper for, for half off. Yeah, here's the deal. You buy my overpriced case of Twinkies, I'll throw in a roll. That's what it says on Amazon, where it's like, you like these Twinkies? What other customers bought was toilet paper rolls. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> and insulin. <laughs> and a bidet. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Of course, like all the end of our episodes, you can contribute to our Patreon. You can become a Patreon member of this program. That's right. That's where you help for just a couple bucks a month. Keep us afloat. This uh, jungle cruise of a... uh of a show we've got going for you. Absolutely. And uh, if you don't want to become a Patreon member, that is totally okay. You can support by just giving us a five-star review wherever you got this podcast at. You can give us a five-star review or just give a high five next time you see us. Absolutely. Just wash your hands first, though. <laughs> Where can the fine people see you this week, Louie? You can check me out this week. On the 18th, I've got an in-person show for some old people. It's going to be amazing. Sweet. Yeah, I wonder how many are going to die of the COVID after I visit. <laughs> and then on the 21st, I'll be seeing Mean Girls, the uh, musical uh, at the Paramount, I think. Oh, nice. Do you have to do a uh, like a rapid test before you go into the old folks' home? I don't know. They booked me like six months ago. I was like, what are the rules? They're like, there are no rules. And they haven't gotten back to me since. But I have a check. You're like, okay, I can I can drown one of the <laughs> one of the people that are there. And, and there then, was no rules, man. You <laughs> said no rules. No rules. I just punch old ladies in the face. <laughs> no rules. No rules. <laughs> no rules. You should rethink your no rule your COVID <laughs> policy. <laughs> yeah, so like so my new rule is like everything pays up front. You're paying to hold the date. That's my uh, new my new policy. So uh, they sent me they sent me a check, and so uh, we'll, I'm curious if the show will happen or what, whatever it is. Oh, good. The smart. Yeah. Let's just start doing that. I just need yeah. to get people to be interested in my show. <laughs> now, where can they catch your show, speaking of it? I am on vacation. We're recording this before I leave, and I am currently on vacation. Uh, a mystery spot. I know where we're going, though, but... Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be a mystery, but there was a mix-up, and I got an email that I shouldn't have gotten, and now I know where we're going. Ah... The subject line is, shh, don't tell Matt. <laughs> the subject line says, your trip to the Galapagos Islands. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't have a plan to go to the Galapagos. <laughs> like, well, this I guess the, I did. This is the weirdest spam I've gotten ever. <laughs> so weirdly, they have my passport number. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, we'll be out there. Erica and I and her mother will be out, and it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Turn of 40, dude. This is we're, As we record, I'm still in my 30s. When you oh. are hearing this, I'll be in my 40s. There you go. There you go. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, excited, folks. We're well, so excited for you to join the old side. <laughs> folks, of course, send us a message, info at oddandoffbeat.com. We want to hear from you. We want to thank you for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening, and stay weird.